podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the five-year plan extra podcast here at the Emirates where Palace have lost 4-1 against Arsenal. This, oh yeah. Who's this sponsored by? I was just getting to that. This pod, I'm, I'm, I'm not a slack of Palace's defending. This pod is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography for professional unique photography at weddings and more. Go to mirandajanephotography.co.uk. My lips are cold. My whole body is cold. Um, I'm joined by JD Senior. Hi there. Yes, very. That is very chipper, considering what we've just been through. Um, and another debutant on the pod. It's a man, probably best known for being gaffer of the Remp game each year, which is why I'm going to be very nice to him as much as I can today. Um, it's Ben Long. How are you, sir? I'm all right, Jim. Uh, I've had happier days, but <laughs> we, we 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 crack on, don't we? Eh? Yeah, we do. We do. Speaking of Remp, there is a date. Has it been announced yet? Yeah, the, the date's been announced. Um, Friday the 11th of May at the Driven Planet Lewis um, although there is talks of uh, a first leg at a place closer to home for us so but that's, that's getting talked about um, but yeah the date for the guaranteed date is 11th of May down at Driven Planet Lewis 7.45 kick off uh, 5 on the door for adults kids are free get yourself down there um, I'm working on a couple of ex-Palace legends to be part of it so yeah get yourselves down there do you, have you got space for a 33-year-old journeyman midfielder to do five minutes at the end? Of course I have, mate. I've got, I've got space for a 37-year-old journeyman midfielder and myself, so <laughs> playing play manager still, you know. Good stuff. Uh, well, hopefully then, the Remp game, <laughs> the Palace team will play better than Palace did, well, for the first at least 22 minutes today, Ben. I mean, that's some of the worst defin- defending I think we've ever seen at Palace. i say the first three minutes was OK. <laughs> and then um, we, we gave... We, Wow, again, it was, a, it was the same as the first half at Sellers. We just, we just respected them too much. Yeah. And this is the worst Arsenal team that I can remember. Yeah. And we're letting them ping balls about and just watching them play. And, and letting Arsenal score from two corners is criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, said, I agree that entirely, absolutely. Gave them too much respect. I said to you during the game, this felt like a cup tie where we were some non-league team who would come to the Emirates and never played it before. This is our fourth, fifth, fifth time we've played it now in a row. And it's not an intimidating atmosphere at all. It's Even all, no. at 4-0, they're, they're all walking out and, and not singing. So why did we seem so overawed at a place where it, you, know, you can't even get overawed? I cannot understand it, to be honest. I cannot understand it at all. It was, it was just dreadful. And as you said, everyone stood off, etc., etc. And the, the comment I made to you when they got a free kick just outside the area in, in the 44th minute, I said, that's the first free kick we've given away in that area. Oh, it's probably the first time we tried to tackle in that area in the first half. Yeah. And, and that was it. We just gave them so much respect. Just let them pass. Yeah. And 
But which is very unlike us under Roy Ben, isn't it? We've been so consistent. We've been we pushed Man City all the way at home, apart from the two games in Manchester. We've not been done by anyone, and we've always been in the game. And it's just so uncharacteristic. I think for me, last week the euphoria of beating Burnley at home it was a it was, that was a massive result last week, and a massive game. And I think it's gone to the players' heads a little bit that if they they might think that it's a job done or, or near enough there, yeah. when we were a long way from safe yet. And yeah. I didn't expect to come here and win today because we don't win at Arsenal. We never do. Yeah. It's a long time since we won at Arsenal. But I expect us to come here and compete, and we didn't do that for the first 20 minutes, and the game was gone. And I think the players need to probably look at themselves that they need to realise that the job ain't done and there's a long way to go yet. So. Yeah. Because in terms of what Roy put out, we saw the team earlier. I mean, it was basically the same as last week, but Johan in for Riederveld. And we both thought, J.D., huh, that, that sort of makes sense, really. Exactly what, you know, we th- yeah, I agree with you. We thought that was the, the right team to put out. And they just didn't play. And yet in the second half, as you commented, they were playing further up the pitch. And we got the team that we, we know we can be. It so just, in a way, there's nothing, Roy, you know, what can you do as a gaffer then when you put that team out? It, very difficult. He obviously said something at half-time and made them st- to play the way they can play. But so disappointing in those first 25 minutes. Just Is that the team you're expecting as well, Ben? Uh, I thought Gyro's unlucky to, get, to be finding himself on a bench, to be honest, because he was brilliant last week. Yeah, um, I, I would have liked to have seen him start with Johan and Luca in the middle as a free. Um, I won't, you won't catch me slating off Roy after what he's turned us around, mate. Yeah. But if you didn't realise you can't play 4-4-2 against Arsenal in a first half at Sellers, then I was a little bit a little bit disappointed by that. But again, you won't hear me slating off for you. And I mean, speaking of one of those guys in the middle, Maka started and uh, looked at fault, certainly for the first goal, possibly for the other one from the corner, but then obviously Wayne again looks unsure, doesn't he? Just a simple ball in the box. Mate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to go in on Wayne, because I am not a massive fan of Wayne at all. But... Yeah, Jimmy did lose his man for the first one and should have learned his lesson. Lost him for the second one. Was it the second goal? Was second or third, no, I think. I, I can't even remember. It was the third goal. And then, yeah, yeah, Hennessy's got to do better. And that's the problem with Hennessy. He has a great game like last week and against Man City and everyone's giving him, rightfully, the applause he deserves. Yeah. But he proved today that he is just not good enough at his level, unfortunately. And, and the thing is, in the second half, though, Dad, he makes two you know, good saves, to be fair, two decent saves. Obviously, the game's gone by then. And... We do know he can have good games, like Ben says, and he can make good saves, but he just seems so unsure of himself. That was just what I was going to say. It's, it's so uncertain. And we remember down at Southampton, we made the same comment. He was uncertain in the early part of the game. And again, in the first half here, he was uncertain. Whether it was the way that the defence was playing, played on his mind or the other way around, I've got no idea. But he was uncertain and he could have done better with some of those those goals I'm not saying he was at fault for them but he certainly could have done better I'm disappointed that he didn't get a, hard, a, a firmer hand to that fourth goal yeah the Lacazette one yeah yeah. it's just I mean obviously new keeper sounds like he is coming in and, and that is something you know depending what happens to that deal Ben that is something we need definitely but it's just frustrating it feels like that's been an issue for a long time for us hasn't it in the goalkeeper yeah it's been a, oh, a long time I mean as much as we all love Jules we know he's been getting older. As every season goes on, he gets older. And it's sort of been ignored that the fact that we need a consistent goalkeeper. Goalkeepers make mistakes. The position they play in, if they make a mistake, it leads to a goal. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. I remember David De Gea when he was first at United. Now he's one of the best goalies in the world. But consistently, you need a goalkeeper who will make saves. Hennessy doesn't, just doesn't make saves when it counts. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. you must give some credit to the management, though. We did bring in Mandanda, and we all thought that he was the right man. They'd done the right thing. Hennessy at number two and Julian at number three. He would have been happy with that. But Mandanda was, for all his, his record in France, was a desperate disappointment. Yeah, he just but didn't the, the problem was they didn't replace him in the summer. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just want... And I, I think, to be fair to Jules, he's, he's done a job when he's come in this season. Roy, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to fancy him, or Hennessy, I don't think, really. But you want... If there's one position on the pitch that you want consistency and you, want, you know who's playing week in, week out, the, the defence knows who's playing week in, week out, it's goalkeeper. And you can see from games like today, when there is lacks of confidence and when there is kind of uncertainty, it, it comes from the, the, the number one, doesn't it, Ben? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, as much as Jimmy lost Monreal on that corner, I just think the delivery, it came across the six-yard box and the size of Wayne Hennessy, he just jumps up and catches it for me if, he, if he's dominant. Yeah. And... That's my problem, biggest problem with Wayne Hennessy, is he does not dominate that box for a guy who's so tall. Um, and that's, you can't say that with Jules. Jules is not, not the tallest man in the world. Shot stopping, he's unreal. But you expect Wayne Hennessy to be more dominant, and he's just not. And that, that's my biggest problem with him. Yeah. And I was say, we made that comment when uh, PVA knocked it off his chest to, to Hennessy. Why well, hadn't Hennessy shouted at him and got yeah. the bloody ball in the first place? Seeing yeah. yeah. the PVA, probably our best player. Today? I, I'd certainly have given him my vote today. I thought even the, in the first half when we were going 4-0 down, I thought he was the one person who seemed to be getting himself in the right place. None of the dangerous balls came from where he was. It was nearly always from the other side. Um, yeah, and he, and he kept it up throughout the game, I thought. yes. And that is, in a way, the difference between him and Foster Mensa. And Foster Mensa obviously has been very, very good for us. And, and obviously Steve Parrish told us on the pod this week, probably staying for the rest of the season, not going back. And he's very quick. But today you realise his delivery is nowhere near as good as someone like PVA, is it? Yeah, you realise you, you realise that he's still only 20 years old um, when it comes to making decisions and things like that. Yeah. And Fosu Mensa, he's, he's got all the attributes to be a great right-back, but he's still got a lot to learn. Um, PVA, yeah, he's definitely up there for our best player today. Didn't, make a, a foot, didn't put a foot wrong, really. Um, and the last few weeks, he's really turned it around because I was ready to accept Man City's money for him and get our <laughs> money back because he... He's sort of gone off the boil a little bit, but he's come back into the team. He's got his head down and works hard. I think definitely out of um, Van Arnold and I think I thought Tomkins again. Yeah, yes. he, he's, 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 he's getting better and better. Every week he's, he shows that he cares. I mean, there was a moment in the first half where I think it was a niggly foul, but he got up in their faces and he was pushing a few people around. But at 4-0 down, you want to see that? You want to see the players reacting? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. And we did get a reaction, second half. I mean, Palace played the second half almost as you thought they were going to play the first half. You know, higher up the pitch, more, com- more compact. That, that team is in there, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. As I said, and that was, that's the big disappointment, that they didn't start like that. You just think in that first ten minutes of the second half, we created a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, why didn't we do it in the first half? Because we might have had, had Arsenal on the back foot for a little while, and they wouldn't may never have scored any goals. Well, I think as well, when you come here at the moment with this Arsenal team, if you do get them on the back foot, the game's there to be taken. They're not even that confident in the team. But speaking of lacks of confidence and those chances, JD, Benteke does get a big chance at the start of that second half. Is it a lack of confidence? Because, oh, you know, at Chelsea, he, he dinks it over the keeper. I know, I was waiting for him to dink it over the keeper. I could see the keeper going down and he, as you say, lack of confidence just does the obvious push it. Um, yeah, I'm sure, as you say, last season, he would have just flicked it over the goalie. It's a big, big disappointment. And yet, overall, he played quite well. Yeah. He, did, he kept, did a lot of running. He created quite a lot of openings. But when he got the one, 
He didn't do it. I mean, strikers are judged, aren't they, on these on chances and goals then. And, but he has been better recently, hasn't he? Oh, uh, definitely he's been better um, because he's fi- he, he finally got himself fit. The worst thing that could have happened to him was getting that yellow card in the Leicester game when he scored yeah. and then missing the next game because he would have just rolled on and it, I, yeah. I would have fancied him to score in a Swansea game. Yeah. And then, so he misses a game and then he's got to get back in. But everything other than scoring seems to be there for Ben Sake. Yeah. But <laughs> we, we, a lot of people are writing him off. You just, we just can't afford to write him off for the money that we spent on him yeah. and the goals that he scored last year, we can't afford to write him off. It will come for him, yeah. but I just think he needs someone alongside him. As much as our back with Sacco becoming a bit of a cult hero and he's come in in the last few weeks, scored a few goals, he's not the answer. He's, for me, he's an impact player. Yeah. If we can get someone in in the next 10 days, 10, 11 days, to play with Benteke, I think Benteke will start scoring. I honestly do. Because Benteke, there was a stat this week that Benteke has won the most aerial battles this season. Now, bear in mind that he spent eight weeks out injured and then another week out uh, suspended. That's pretty incredible for a player that a lot of Palace fans are saying isn't giving us all for the team. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the most frustrating things is when you hear people constantly caning him behind you and around you in the stands. Oh, chase him down, Benteke. Do this, Benteke. A lot of the time, he's probably under instruction not to go and chase down defenders because, because as soon as you do that, you're out of the game. And just a square pass, and that's one player out of the game. And uh, It's so frustrating because he does put a shift in. And he does, like you say, he wins a lot of headers, flick-ons. And I thought today, again, he had a good game. Yeah. Someone near us was shouting at one point after the meeting, oh, Benteke, you fat so-and-so. And I was thinking, you can say a lot of things at Benteke. <laughs> fat is not one of them. No, you're absolutely right. I know, he was standing next to me and I, I, I very nearly said something, but I bit my tongue. All right, well, someone who's not biting their tongue is Roy Hodgson. Let's hear what he said to reporters. I'll chuck in the uh, Wenger audio as well, see what he thought of this game. That's uh, what they both thought after this 4-1 win for Arsenal at the Emirates. <laughs> I don't know where the weak working on the training ground comes in as such. I mean, I, every defeat comes after some work on the training ground. I don't, I don't know that that has any relevance. I mean, it, it came very hard to take because we conceded two goals from corner kicks, which is something which we haven't been, pardon me, doing recently. We've been quite strong at avoiding those goals, which was hard to take for us. And, of course, we... we encountered an Arsenal in that 20-minute period, buoyed, of course, by the early goals, who showed the full range of their passing skills and their movement in the middle of the field, their, the speed and accuracy of their passing. And uh, it certainly put us very much on the back foot. At half-time, really, I thought we were staring down the barrel of a gun. You know, a team of Arsenal's quality with the players they have, four goals to up, can't possibly lose. Just a question of how many do we want to score? I think had we not marshalled ourselves and, 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 and shown the character that the players showed in the second half, uh, showed the desire and, and produced the work rate and the energy they, they did in the second half, it, it would have been an avalanche. Uh, as it turns out, we, we managed to not only stopped them scoring more goals, we got one of our own and reduced the deficit to a minus three rather than a minus seven or eight. Um, but they aren't positives, those things, really. They, you, the game was over very early for us today, at 2-0 after seven or eight minutes or whatever it was. 
at the Emirates against Arsenal, that's not a good position to be in. Well, it depends which half you're looking at, I suppose, really, doesn't it? You know, if you're looking at the game in the second half, I think a fair-minded person might, might think, actually, they're not too bad. And if you're talking about a team in the lower half of the table, they're not that bad a team and, and their players are not that bad either. I think the major problem for us is the players we keep losing. You know, we, we've lost two to cruciate ligament injuries. We've lost one to a, a medial knee ligament. We've lost Loftus-Cheek to an ankle ligament. We've probably lost Johan Kabai to an ankle ligament. We've only just got Joel Ward back after a, a long laugh. We've still got Mamadou Sacco trying to recover from a, a major calf injury. That's an awful lot of players of, of good quality for any team in the lower half of the league to deal with. Um, at the moment, going into the day, every player really that we have um, available to be with us for the game was with us. The two goalkeepers, because we only have two, and the 16 outfield players. That's actually what we've got at the moment, because all the others are in the treatment room. So I suppose the answer to the question, do you need some more players? Well, of course we do. But more importantly, we need at least one or two of the injured players to, to try and get fit and be with us as quickly as possible. Although I think we'll be looking at the end of February rather than the end of January for that to happen. Roy, I, um, I suspect that you didn't factor this into your thinking at all, but was there any part of you that wondered whether Arsenal might be at a bit of a low ebb with the whole business with Sanchez leaving mm. and the uncertainty that that sort of spread? Yeah. Well, it's, a good, it's a good question, Ollie, but uh, I didn't actually know. I mean, I always prepare for the prepare for the for the best of the opposition, and the stories that then circulate about oh, this is a good time to play them, and this and that's happening. I never believe them. Um, I really don't. Arsenal, I know, and we all know, I think that with the quality of players they have, and they play together a long while too. They're always capable of producing that type of scintillating 20-25 minute spell which really put the game beyond doubt. That's always a possibility. Uh, so we'd actually prepare for that. There was never once from our side any mention of where the Arsenal are or where they aren't. It was a question, right, this is it. This is what Wilshire, Ozil, Shaka do. This is what... It will be, and Lacazette do. These are the problems you're going to come across and face. And I suppose the one thing we were maybe guilty of in terms of our preparation, we didn't flag up any more than usual the threat from set plays. We always flag up with every team the threat from set plays. We go through the set plays. We, we go through what they do from the set plays. We go through our markers. But we, this time, of course, we failed to to bring that one off. I don't think that the players will tell you that we conceded two goals because we didn't know what was going to happen or what we should be doing. We conceded two goals because mm -hmm. Monreal lost his marker twice and scored. Mr Hodgson? Yes. Um, <coughs> with the 
Benteke up front and Zaha and Saka alongside him. That was very attack-minded team that you had at the start of the game. Uh, with hindsight, was that a little cavalier? Well, I don't think we were cavalier at any stage of the game. The fact is, as I've just pointed out, you know, the, if you look at the players we have on the bench, um, there were players there who've hardly played. I mean, for example, uh, Lee hasn't played a game in the first team. Perhaps Wale hasn't played a Premier League game in the first team. Damien Delaney's played one game right at the very start in the first team. Jaida Riedervold's played two games in the first team. Uh, who was? Joel Ward is only just back from injury and um, Andros Townsend made a remarkable recovery to sit on the bench. To be quite frank, when I left the training session on Thursday, as far as I was concerned, he was still injured. It was quite amazing when I got in on Friday and they said, listen, you know, you might actually just be able to use him on the bench, but not from the start. So I don't think that given the players that we had at our disposition for this game, that we made too many mistakes in terms of who played, I think we... We shut the door a little bit too late in, in, in playing more of a, a five-man midfield than a four-man midfield. I would accept that, that maybe you should have done that from the start. But then, of course, whether that would actually have stopped the two corner kicks, I don't know. Okay. At one point during the game in the second half, you seem to be asking Wilfred Zaha to start <coughs> concentrating on the crowd and to engage with the game. Is that actually what happened? No, I don't comment on those type of things. What I say to the players when I'm on the side of the pitch, I'll, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want to talk about that. I do all my talking to the players, to them, face to face, individually. What I say to them, I say to them, but I don't come in here afterwards and say this is what I did and that's what I didn't do. Yeah, it's, uh, I think we started well, uh, played well and uh, played the kind of football we want to play and that we know we can play whenever everybody is uh, focused and in a good shape and uh, overall we had a very convincing first half, the second half was of less quality but it's always a bit uh, human but uh, you have not exactly the same drive in the second half but overall it was a convincing win. Crystal Palace uh, responded well in the second half. They gave us less room, you know, more aggressive. We had a bit less legs, a little bit less movement, and then uh, uh, we were less creative. He's still your player. Were you tempted to use Alexis Sanchez today? Uh, yes, because he. Uh, because? Sorry? But you didn't select him because? I didn't take him because uh, uh, the. Uh, question of him moving to Manchester United and uh, uh, you cannot drive up on uh, North and as well play football, you know, so that's uh, uh, difficult, so that's why I decided to leave him out. So he's driven up North? Let me think, yes. So, I mean, not seriously, I mean, do you expect this to happen today, tomorrow? It, uh, I expect it to happen, maybe, but uh, I cannot announce it because in the next 48 hours it will be decided one way or the other and these kind of things, uh, as long as it's not over the line, you cannot uh, say it will happen because the negotiations become uh, 
more and more longer and uh, edgy as well because every detail becomes important <coughs> nowadays so uh, you cannot we cannot uh, say it will happen or not happen if you want to have a bet it could happen no, uh, it, it happens only one way, if the other way happens as well. Yeah. That's why it takes longer as well, because it has to be coordinated. And uh, so the pace of advancing on, the, on both sides has to be adjusted. Awesome. Re reports in Germany are that you put in a bid for Aubameyang. Are you able to comment on that? No, no comment on that. Um, are you more reluctant to comment on it after sporting director of Dortmund, Michael Zork, seemed pretty displeased with your, your comments about Aubameyang um, earlier, earlier this week? I don't know what I said. I said nothing happens and I cannot comment on it. Uh, so I, I, I am quite surprised that uh, it looks to me a tactical reaction rather, rather than uh, anything else because I didn't <coughs> say anything. I said I don't know anything about it. No, that's not. No, no, we are n nowhere near anything with Dortmund uh, to do. No, nothing. Dortmund have spoken today publicly, though, about this. Um, Zork said that Kazidis has rung him to speak about Bamiyang today, but they have gone public on it. They do. They say they are responsible for their own statements. You know, I cannot uh, uh, stand up for what they say, but. Uh, if we sign somebody, we'll announce it. Uh, I, I half announced uh, today <laughs> Sanchez against Mikitarian because that's likely to happen. All the rest is very nothing. Uh, we are not close at all to anything. Carson, is it, is, it difficult, is it difficult to lose another of your best players to Manchester United? Look, what it was very difficult is uh, for the first time in January we lose. Uh, uh, we were losing one of our big players and it's the first time so it's a bit more destabilizing than uh, usually but uh, especially the period of uncertainty was difficult you know uh, once things are clear the team responds and focuses on the job that's why it's for us uh, it's not only uh, to lose a, a, a world-class player it's as well that this period of uncertainty of uh, creates a strange feeling in the dressing room and uh, you want uh, that's why this transfer period is, is difficult in the middle of the season. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. He has a kick on the back of his uh, hamstring. It was precautionary. <clears throat> Welcome back to the 5 Plan Extra Podcast here at the Emirates Palace of Lost 4-1. This pod is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography for professional unique photography of weddings and more. Go to mirandajanephotography.co.uk and I'm joined by JD Senior and Ben Long. We are all very cold and we've had to sit through, well, not a very good game at all. Um, 2018 had been going quite well before today, hadn't it, Ben? Really, it had been a decent start to the year. It had been, but 
weirdly as it sounds, I think today is the kick up the backside that we probably could do with. And I'd rather it was today than against West Ham. Yeah. Um, with one day the window left. Yeah. Because I think it will show... Possibly, not that I'm saying the border thought, oh, we're actually doing all right. Maybe we ain't got a back, Roy. Mm. They'll show them now with 11 days to go that we need to cut the players in. We need to back the... Roy's come in and worked a miracle, really. Seven, seven games, no points, no goals. Roy's worked a miracle to get us into this position. Yeah. Let's back him. Let's get the players in. Goal kicker, striker, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, weirdly, in a way, today's result might actually force the club into doing something. I love the way you found the positive. <laughs> no, I, I not what Ben said there. I think it's absolutely dead right. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you remember on the um, New Year pod, I was... Off, off, off camera, so to speak. Off, off, uh, I actually said... Your mic wasn't on. Oh, what a shame. Um, I actually said that, that uh, I was worried about the next three games, which is Southampton, Burnley and this one. And we're going to get six points at, off Southampton and Burnley. I didn't expect... I expected us to have a, a bad spell at some time. It's going to happen. Uh, well, let's hope it's just been the first 20 minutes of this game. <laughs> and that's the end of the bad spell. Because well, there, are, there are reports that this... A Polish defender is close to signing and a, and a Swedish midfielder. I'm not going to attempt to say either of their names because they're going to be very difficult. I'm going to very quickly learn how to spell those in the next few weeks. Um, did Roy make any subs today? Or was it again another... Uh, only the very, very end um, when Kabai went Kibai off. Got, enough, yes. I think that's another indication, Ben. It's two games in a row now, no subs. Another indication that he is sort yeah, of Yeah, but what, what sub could he make that would make any difference to what was on there? He, he had nothing. He had a half-fit Andros, a half-fit... Joel Ward, and he had Jaro. And that was basically all he could bring on. Jaro wouldn't have changed the game. He would have just slotted in and played well. But So, no, I don't think he had an option, to be quite honest. OK. Do you, do you not think that's Roy having a little hint? No, nah, Roy's, Roy's too long in his tooth to be able to, having digs at, at the, uh, the board and stuff, saying, oh, look, I haven't got any players. I, I, honestly, I honestly think that unless a player's going to change a game, it's a you don't need to change the players. Um, it's not like we played midweek or anything. We've had, they've had a bit of a rest. Um, and we've got a 10-day run now before the next game. So you don't have to prove a point. Um, I'm glad he didn't risk Andros today. Um, clearly, he's ahead of schedule and getting fit. Um, hopefully, Johan's injury isn't too bad because, I mean, he, he did go off on a stretcher. It looked more of a, a knock. And he, I don't... Well... Fingers crossed it's not as bad as, as the other injuries we've been getting. And why wasn't it a foul? <laughs> because we're Crystal Palace playing at the Emirates. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Uh, we did say before this game, didn't we, Jody, that, that we never seemed to get anything here. We saw Steve Browett and he thought we'd never got a point here. We did. We were reminded him that Balassi got us a point two seasons ago, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I agree, we haven't had very much at the Emirates, have we? There's something about this stadium, isn't there? It's just... It's just not a good hunting ground for Palace, is it? Well, it's just awesome in general, to be honest, mate. We had, up until last year, with that 3-0 result, um, my, my, my best friend who I've been friends with for 26 years is an Arsenal fan. Um, <laughs> my dad's an Arsenal fan, and we just never get anything against Arsenal. I remember John Solarco scoring two goals at, yeah. the, at Highbury, yeah. um, which was the same season as the Tony Adams testimonial, which we also won. <laughs> But that's about the only bragging rights I've had over them until last year. Um, so, yeah, every time I come here, I just don't want to get a turning over. And 4-1 is probably a turning over, but at 4-0 after 20-odd minutes, yeah. it could have been a lot worse. So, 
I, gen- I genuinely was thinking after 22 minutes, this, this could be a six or a seven. Like this, this could be one of those ones on match of the day where they're talking Goal about difference. Yeah. Mate, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> yeah. I, I was exactly the same. And I was thinking the worst I've ever seen is seen, seen us lose 6 nil away from home at Southampton in 1971. <laughs> uh, thank God it wasn't as bad as that. Oh, you've been through it, haven't you? I have, as you know. The first time I've ever seen them win at Southampton in the league. A few weeks back. Few so, weeks ago. Yeah, oh, so. my word. Palace, mate, you work for it. Anyway, chaps, thanks very much for joining us. Longy, thanks for being on, mate. Anytime, mate. Yeah. Top man. And uh, we'll, we'll be updating our listeners with Renf information yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, 11th of May is confirmed. Down at Lewis, 7.45 kickoff. Um, and we're working on a possible first leg in uh, our sort of local area. So We'll keep you posted. Yeah. JD, as ever, thanks. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> of course. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. The, the full pod will be with you during the week, so look, keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, I don't know, stay positive, stay warm if you can. Thanks for listening. Bye. You go. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.